Welcome home. This is Audio EXP for the 6th of January. And the episode title is Is it really the end of the TTRPG Golden Age? Port Games is in the spotlight thanks to votes from GeekNet's fantastic patrons, but they don't know they've won as I've not yet told them. Why not? Well, it's been the distraction of the new year and the dreaded return to work. Happy New Year! You might think that in a few days you will be able to stop saying Happy New Year or I wish you had a good New Year, did you have a good New Year to pretty much everybody you talk to. But the Lunar New Year is February the 10th. Which animal is that on the Chinese horoscope? If you haven't already predicted this, let me tell you that 2024 is the year of the dragon. But let's get back to the dragon in the room in a bit and go through the publisher spotlight options for February. The candidates are Terry Mandana, Goblin Society Games, Throwy Games, Paratime Design and Crooked Staff Publishing. Voting happens on Patreon and it's usually pretty tight so your vote will likely make a difference. Time also makes a difference. The new year brings a new slew of works that become public domain. You will surely have heard about Steamboat Willie now being public, which was the first generation of Mickey, and how Disney are all grumpy about it. That we've had horrors based on the mouse straight out of the gate won't calm things at all, and Bronwyn was quick to track down the trailers for you. Bronwyn also noticed that The Man Who Laughs is now public domain. That 1928 silent film by Paul Lenny is based on the Victor Hugo novel and, to put it mildly, is clearly the inspiration for the Joker from Batman. You can watch it on Amazon Prime. I really might. Ahead of the curve, I think, was the RPG publisher Lights Press. They do lo-fi RPGs and have incredible output. Both their Double Zero and Lights Press Classic Systems 2 RPG engines are available as Creative Common licenses. Furthermore, there is a bundle deal on the following games from them. The Great Gatsby, The Scarlet Letter, Great Expectations, Pride and Prejudice and Frankenstein. I think an RPG set around Frankenstein could get pretty dark. My new, so could Pride and Prejudice. And if you want, Pride and Prejudice can be the link to the predictions piece written by the D&D and RPG historian Ben Riggs. Ben sets out a compelling argument that the golden age of TTRPGs is dead. To summarise, 5e had an OGL and a huge community that was nurtured by the likes of MCDM Matt Koval, Critical Role and Cobalt Press. Now, thanks to the OGL drama, these once supporters have their own games and the fractured community will buy fewer books as a result, becoming bored of the hobby. D&D 6, which is what Ben thinks will replace D&D 5, is this spring and it won't be as successful and Wizards of the Coast won't cope well. Is he right? Well, Ben doesn't define why the current scene, the one that we've had for years, is the golden age. But it seems to be a combination of sales and community. Fair enough, but I can find you gamers who think the same era is a dark age, with a once proud to be indie and almost subversive hobby, dominated by 5e. 
Mind you, I think Ben is probably right in that there won't be such a homogeneous community of 5e newbies in 2024 and 2025. But I think that would be the case even if there hadn't been an OGL drama and a new set of D&D books this year. However, I think we might find a new age of TTRPGs instead. I think friends will continue to meet and play. I think charismatic people will still build successful streaming shows. I hope, I don't know, but I hope the community can build itself around something other than a system and the new people finding that system. What do you think? I see two wild cards, by the way, and one really is Wizards of the Coast marketing. Ben predicts they'll do badly, and I concede that the lack of tabletop gaming promotion done for Honor Among Thieves than D&D movie was mind-boggling. But I'm not so sure they're terrible. Hasbro has been recruiting more experienced marketing teams. Uh, for example, there's a D&D Lego set coming out, and that's rumoured to cost nearly 400 bucks. It takes just one big brand to want to do something particularly with a D&D setting, Ravenloft for example, if we were returning to dark and brooding cinema and TV, and there's interest in that thing again. Just as Critical Role helped make D&D 5e a success, Wizards of the Coast has many irons in the fire of new TV series, and it just takes one of those to be a hit, and the attached property from Wizards will also be a hit. One of the successes to keep tabletop RPGs and fashions might come from Paradox, White Wolf, Free League Publishing, or Marvel, but it could also come from a D&D ally or corporate partner. The other wildcard is digital. Baldur's Gate is a hit, but what about the next game? What about the heat of the battle that are virtual tabletops? We might, I suspect not, but we might see something impressive from Hasbro on the virtual tabletop from D&D this year. We might see Roll20 do something clever. We've already seen them nudging the board games. This sector is spiky. Sigil Services, a company that specialises in helping publishers convert their PDFs into VTT content, rebanded as Metamorphic Digital at the end of the year. And they're specialists in this technology, which means that companies like this will allow world builders to build worlds to attract gamers, maybe even media companies and streamers, and that third parties can make sure the game is accessible on the latest fashionable technology. Do I think 2024 will be the year in which we all LARP D&D in the metaverse? No. Do I think such a year might happen before I die? Yes. But what do I know? All this reminds me of Genre Police this week, in which Ben has tackled the question, who's in charge? And it reminds me that while some gamers, like me, might be introverts, we're still social animals. Who's in Charge is about dealing with two players butting heads over who gets to be the group leader. It can be awkward. But there should be no awkwardness in the outro. I have bundles and freebies to mention. The first bundle is of Pelgrane Press's Dying Earth RPG. That's not the current Goodman Games DCC version, but the original, and it's still definitely based on Jack Vance's classic book. The second, not based on a classic book, but part of the UK known as the Midlands, is the setting, and look Ben, no system attached, dark fantasy of the Midlands from Monkey Blood Games. There are two freebies as well, and the first is from a company called Merkdice, and it comes in advance of Zinequest on Kickstarter. It's a free quick start for Void Above. 
That's a hard sci-fi where characters have tough problems to solve in the future without faster-than-light travel, with limited resources and all sorts of problems. Let's finish up with the end of the world. The newly minted British publisher Typhoon Games has a free alpha test and play kit for When We Die. That's a zombie game and an ecological game in one. You must try and keep the food chain alive while dealing with zombies. Sounds easy, right? Nope. It sounds like doom. And on that note, let's find out whether 2024 is the year of the dragon in due course. And I will see you next week.